Imagine a world in which terrorists and their supporters turn to God and become part of his family. What a stunning outcome. Learn how this dream will soon become reality next on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings, everyone. What is the future of the people and those, their supporters who attacked Israel on October the 7th, 2023? Well, it's just going to be a few years and they're going to be knowing God and they're going to be obeying God and they're going to be in His family, if you can believe that. Now, that was prophesied thousands of years ago. It's right there in your Bible, and I'd like to show it to you today. But your Bible says that these people are going to love God, and they're going to obey Him, and they're going to be happy and thrilled to be a part of God's family. And then we'll see war and, and all of the violence that we have today. We're going to see it disappear when the Messiah returns or comes to this earth and gives us full joy and peace. And just remember, this was prophesied thousands of years ago. And let's take a look at that and begin in Psalm 87 and verse 4. Can we really believe this? Psalm 87 and verse 4, I'll start with verses 1, 2, and 3. His foundation is in the holy mountains. The Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. Glorious things are spoken of you, O city of God, Selah. And then verse 4, I will make mention of Rahab and Babylon to them that know me. They know God. And who are they? Behold, Philistia. Now who is that? And how about Tyre? And Tyre with Ethiopia. The man was born there. So God is talking about Tyre getting to know God. And Tyre is just located in southern Lebanon, where the terrorists are in control of that part of Lebanon. But what about Philistia? Who, who is this? There's a lot more violence there than in Tyre. If you look at the King of the South booklet that we have, and if you don't have that a copy of that, please request it. All of our literature is free. But in the King of the South, there's a chapter titled, A Mysterious Alliance. A Mysterious Alliance. And then uh, I want to turn now to Psalm 83, verses 5 through 8. Notice what it says. For they have consulted together with one consent. They are confederate against you. The tabernacles of Edom and the Ishmaelites, of Moab and the Hagarenes, Gebel and Ammon and Amalek, the Philistines, with the inhabitants of Tyre. Well, there they are again. And Asher, well, that would be Germany, also is joined with them. And they have helped the children of Lot. Selah. Now, God wants us to stop and think about this. These are the people who certainly Tyre and Philistines, they are the ones, and mainly the Philistines, who attacked Israel on October the 7th. 
But notice what I wrote in the uh, King of the South booklet. Uh, This was written more than two decades ago, so it's not something we did recently. The King of the South booklet, here's what it says. The Philistines who came from Mizraim inhabited southern Palestine, even in the days of Abraham, Genesis 21 and verse 34. They are still there today in the Gaza Strip in Palestine, or Palestinians, causing no end of trouble. So, now, that is interesting, and you can read that chapter and and see where we got all that information. It goes all the way back to Herbert W. Armstrong in the Worldwide Church of God many years ago. Notice Zechariah 9, verses 6 and 7. I want to mention something here, but uh, these psalms are prophetic. The people of Gaza, Tyre, Lebanon, they're going to repent of their evils. They're going to be uh, giving themselves to God's will and and be obedient to Him. This is an end-time prophecy. God wants us to know about what's happening here in this end time and what's what's going to happen to everybody and how they're going to be selected for many wonderful deeds in serving God. Remember, we're all sinners, and we all have to do some repenting. So what is going to happen here? Well, let's see what's happening in the Jewish state that is prophesied in your Bible. Zechariah 9, verses 6 and 7 says this, And a bastard shall dwell in Ashdod, and I will cut off the pride of the Philistines. The Philistines are the Palestinians. God says He's going to cut off that pride that they have now. In verse 7, And I will take away his blood out of his mouth, and his abominations from between his teeth. But he that remains, even he shall be for our God. (laughs) Those that remain are going to be for God. They're going to be for our God. They're going to be obeying God. Now, that's great news. And it was all prophesied thousands of years ago. See, they're going to be with the very elect's God. God's own chosen people. If you look at most of the Muslims, and they were allied with Germany in World War II, so they went right along with the Germans, and they knew what the Germans were doing to the Jews. And still, they allied themselves with them. These moderate Arabs that we talk about, they are aligning again with Germany. What is, where is that going to lead? Well, the King of South, will uh, that booklet will tell you all about that. If you look at uh, Psalm 83, it's, it's being fulfilled even now. This is another great prophecy there in Psalm 83. If you'd like to know more about that, we have articles on that and a lot written about it in the King of the South and the King of the North, or the Holy Roman Empire. If you look at these psalms, this one in Psalm 87 is is from the sons of Korah, 
And they have, uh, almost all of them have prophetic overtones to their history, and, uh, and they did not go along with their father, who rebelled, but they, they obeyed God and assisted Asaph in uh, his duty to David. So they also were the ones singing during David's reign, and they were singing in front of the army for King Jehoshaphat, and populating Jerusalem during the Raising the Ruins efforts of Ezra and Nehemiah. And so here you, we have uh, these sons of Korah, and all they did, and they, there are 11, 11 uh, psalms that they have written. Well, I can just give them quickly to you. Psalms 42, 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, then 84, 85, 87, 88. I, that's a little hard to uh, write that quickly, but at least you can you know that they are there are eleven psalms that they wrote. Psalm eighty-seven is a beautiful prophecy about Zion. I've written an article on that in the past that we'll send you if you'd like to have a copy of that. So here we have these assistants of Asaph. Asaph was at the very top of the. Uh, list of servants in that respect. But notice what it says in Psalm 87 and verse 1. Here's how God views Zion, the spiritual Zion, that's obeying God. Here, here is how, what He thinks about them, and they're like uh, right in the center of the world, of everything. Here's what He said, His foundation is in the holy mountains. The holy mountains. He's talking about holy governments of God, the government of God that is ruling God's spiritual Zion. What is going to happen here in these verses? What is it talking about? This is about God's true people and very elect people. In verse 2 it says, The Eternal loves the gates of Zion. Yes, this is spiritual Zion. More than all the dwellings of Jacob, well, I should say. Jacob, of course, was the unconverted Israel. He hadn't changed his name to Israel yet. He was the unconverted Jacob. And more than all the dwellings of Jacob, it says. And so that's an amazing love that God has for His congregation. He loves them above all people because they're getting His message out to the world about what's in the Bible, what's in this book. And God loves that, and He has them right in the center of everything. That is something to, to think about. Psalm 87 and verse 1. I'll read that to you again. His foundation is in the holy mountains. That's the very elect, speaking spiritually here. The eternal loves the gates of Zion. You know that's spiritual, or he wouldn't love it. Uh, more than all the dwellings of Jacob, glorious things are spoken of you, O city of God. That's talking about Jerusalem. And then it says, Selah. Now, that means, as I've spoken to you recently, stop and think. Now, this is about the city of God. The city of God, Jerusalem, and then talking about holy mountains and spiritual Zion and uh, an unconverted Jacob. 
A lot of work is yet to be done in Jacob. They, they need to be converted more and more. So let's think about the city of David. God says after that, Selah, stop and think. Now let's, let's get Jerusalem in our mind and get this end-time prophecy out there where everybody can see it and prove it. Stop and think. Jesus Christ is about to rule this earth. And He's going to rule from Jerusalem. That's what He's telling us. This is a prophecy for this end time. And you can prove that to yourself with just a little study. It doesn't take too much to do that. But we do have to study and, and work hard to understand what the Bible teaches. But there also you could stop and think about some recent booklets we have that would explain a lot of this to you, like The Eternal Has Chosen Jerusalem, or Jerusalem in Prophecy, or the book of Hebrews where it talks about New Jerusalem. We have to prove ourselves. So God says, now, well, let's get some more depth out of this. Let's stop and think about what is, is just said here. Let's take a look at that. Selah is only in, in the Psalms, and uh, three, three Psalms are in Habakkuk, the little book of Habakkuk, and that's the only place you'll find Selah used. But God is using these Psalms to teach us more depth about His Bible and what He's teaching us. And then verse 4 is the one I read already. I will make mention of Rahab and Babylon to them that know me. Behold, Philistia, that's Palestine, and Tyre, southern Lebanon, with Ethiopia. This man was born begotten there. Here's somebody that was begotten by the Father, called into the Father's family. This is spiritual. It's not born, it's begotten. It reads born here, but that's not the right word. They're only begotten. They're not yet born into the family of God. They have to prove themselves before that happens. Let me just quote what I wrote here. This is talking about God the Father spiritually begetting the Egyptians, the Babylonians, the Philistines, the people from Lebanon, Tyre, and Ethiopia. They are all going to be begotten by the Father and brought into the family of God. He says here, all these Gentiles know me. All of these Gentiles know God. Babylon knows God. What a wonderful, wonderful truth. You see, these people, they're not going to be forgotten by God. No matter how evil they are, they're going to have an opportunity to get to know God and obey Him and be happy and full of joy and not full of violence and evil and hatred, which so many of them are. And we all have changes that need to be made. This change is about to transpire in the entire world, you're going to see people that overcome and destroy their own human nature and take on God's nature in their lives. Verse 5 says, And of Zion it shall be said, This and that man was begotten, it's again, 
That's what it means. In her, and the highest himself shall establish her. Talking about God's own people. He's telling us that God works with each nation, and then more than that, He works with each individual, even when He has billions of sons. He's going to work with every one of them. This is God the Father who called every one of us that make it into His family. And many, most of the people are going to enter into that family. But God gives everybody a choice, of course. But this is really a, a mind-staggering prophecy about the whole world being converted person by person by person, individually. God deals with His family that way. The Father has to know His family. This is God we're talking about. What, what a beautiful, beautiful prophecy. Verse 6, the Eternal shall count when He writes up the people that this man was begotten there, Selah. See, here's, oh, here's Selah again. Stop and think. The International Critical Commentary translates it thus, He counts in the register of peoples. See, the love of God for His city is so great that He takes a particular interest in each one, each person. He works with them, and He is a Father to them, and He knows everything about their strengths and weaknesses. And God begins to work with every one of them, and He kind of takes a, a census individually, which is pretty impressive when you think about it. But a woman is just a type of God's church. But here, if you want to think about, stop and think about something else, you might consider this love of, of God for His city and for the, His individuals. If you wanted to stop and think and think about a booklet that's really important, John's Gospel, and it's about the love of God. So please request that if you, uh, if you don't have it, because it probably has as much depth as any book that I've ever written. And it really is inspiring. And God says, now I want you to stop and think and really get more out of this Psalm 87 that I'm talking to you about today. We need to think about these issues and these scriptures and stop and think and really spend some time getting to know God's Bible and God and it'll make your life change, and it'll be transpired in so many ways that are just wonderful, a wonderful way to live. Verse 7, Well, the singers as the players on instruments shall be there. All my springs are, or fountains are in you. In other words, they're just filled with God's love and with God's Holy Spirit. And they're happy and they rejoice like they've never, ever done before. God gives them full joy and full peace. And that government of peace is going to last forever throughout eternity and throughout the whole universe. That's coming and all of these violent issues you see around you are going to usher in that wonderful truth, the second coming of Jesus Christ 
to this earth. It's going to come in just a few short years, and you're, you're going to be amazed at how few. You need to study into this, because God is talking about all of these people of Egypt that have to be called out of Egypt spiritually, and shown the truth of Israel in all of these wonderful prophecies that God is talking to us about. He wants us to get our mind focused on New Jerusalem. New Jerusalem. See, that's, that's what Abraham did in Hebrews 11, verses 9 through 10, 9 and 10, where he talks about his, his vision was on New Jerusalem that has real solid foundations. You can put your, your whole vision in that, and it'll never let you down. But it's a, it's a big vision. It's New Jerusalem where God the Father comes down to His family after they're all spirit beings, and He's going to work with every one of them individually and teach them the wonderful truth of God, something that will give them eternal life and all the blessings and all the joys that you could ever imagine. Herbert Armstrong said this, Mystery of the Ages is where it's written. He says, whereas Psalms is the most commonly quoted book, the most commonly quoted book in the Bible. <laughs> so it must be important. Why is it quoted so much? Well, it has a lot of depth there, and God takes us into that depth more and more and more. There's, that's the lesson behind that. There really is something here that we can learn and that we need to learn to get to know God and just fall in love with this wonderful plan of God who is for you. He's recreating Himself in you. God is doing that. And that's the greatest thing that even God can do. You and I need very badly to understand this. Mr. Armstrong wrote in Mystery of the Ages with 17 direct references to the Psalms. And Herbert Armstrong wrote, David became a man after God's own heart. He wrote a most important book in the Bible, the book of Psalms. So God is, wants us to understand these Psalms because there, some of them are more difficult to understand than, than some of the Scriptures. And they need to be attached to maybe another psalm to fully understand it, or to maybe some booklet that God has revealed truth about the, the psalms and, and, and how much we need to understand them and just study them and, and stop and think and learn to really gain the very depth of all of these psalms. That's what God wants for the whole world, and He's going to give it to billions of people, billions of them. And that's the best news we could possibly hear. So think about all of this, and think about this wonderful world tomorrow that's going to be coming in just a few short years. And I mean a few short years, and we need to be ready when Jesus Christ returns to this earth. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends.
All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request The King of the South, Germany and the Holy Roman Empire, and Psalm 87, A Beautiful Prophecy About Zion. Order now. The preceding program was a paid presentation of The Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.